It's a cozy motherfucking moose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Derek, aka Dad, aka D Wild, aka D Mobius, aka B Boy Super Rock. And all the rest of the names, I'm I'm just not even bothered. We gonna have to put that Soldier Boy glass crash after that. We'll turn this <laughs> thing. <laughs> you didn't do the rock either. Rock, 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 rock. <laughs> but I'm here, and we got our lovely co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Oh me! Hey, you do this every time. <laughs> like you don't know you on the show. Yeah, I thought you was gonna say like. You introduce yourself. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, hi. Um, my name is um, A Love, aka Daddy, aka your mom's favorite poet, aka I'm just here, aka another nigga in America. How the fuck y'all hoes doing? <laughs> and we have a special guest here today. Our second guest. Very, very first interview, though. Mm. Oh. I'm mm. the first. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Wolf, y'all. Woo! Hey, yeah. bitches. Good <laughs> It's your boy, Wolf. You know what I'm saying? All the fuck going on. Couple Green stand up. Ensley stand up. That's it. Everybody else sit the fuck down. Birmingham. Why, why, why you sound like a nigga who only got one pair of bows? Two pair, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Two pair of bows. Mm-hmm. With one, with one t-shirt. Ooh. Wow. Flip it inside out. Wow. Got yourself two right wow. there. That's how you get yourself two. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally all in the same room, y'all. <gasps> Woofie. Three Birmingham niggas. The E is silent. <laughs> He is silent, bitches. <laughs> I like the list. That, that, that was but you know, list. a lot of people don't know what that means when they, when the when the letter is silent. What does it mean? And he can laugh. Mean bitch, you don't pronounce it's, it's silent. You don't hear it. So why did you pronounce it? And he can laugh because I can, <laughs> Wolfie, and because I'm extra. Oh God. Oh, that's why you be calling her Wolfie sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or daddy. <clears throat> let's just go with the first one, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just go. <laughs> Y'all don't give a fuck. You said we were Birmingham niggas? Yeah. Woo! And regulating this hoe. You know. Woo! She's so excited. Oh, I, I, Shout out to Centaurus. I smell the green acres. <laughs> I can feel the grease on the brown paper bag. Ooh, Bitch, we finna write a poem about this. <laughs> Fuck you so much. Oh, I feel the green ankles. God damn it. A Frank sandwich. Oh. Fried green tomatoes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Pull up to Boston Fish Supreme. I want the Philly cheesesteak with the six wings. Is it six or eight? Six. Oh, they bitches give me eight every time I go through. So shout out to Boston. I saw you was a big nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want my two wings. You up. Yeah. With the barbecue. Yes, and black I want, people make the best tacos. And I want, and I want me a fruit punch. No, I want me a kiki boo. Fuck you, somebody. Okay, I'm good on the kiki. <laughs> Cajun ranch fries. Cajun ranch. Uh, that's like, oh you know, I ain't never been that crazy about them. You ain't far no. up in them trenches for me. No, no I was man, when I true. had them. When I had them, I was far in that goddamn toilet. Ooh. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, who that? 
case of red front? Mm-mm, you don't know man. what you're missing. Well, that's shout well, out to all Birmingham niggas. Well, my ass was missing for a, a good day. So it's fine. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge how <laughs> at that time where Birmingham niggas was like walking up the niggas and like chopping them up, regulating <laughs> and shit? That was the Birmingham Renaissance. <laughs> like, that shit needs yeah, more attention. No. I love Birmingham. <laughs> a nigga would just come up to you and just start chopping your ass up, right? No reason. <laughs> dang, bro, what it's a Tuesday. <laughs> it is what it is. Just because. Accept it. You know what I'm saying? Or y'all remember when niggas was grinding on everything? Like. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a motherfucking time to be alive. Those, those are parts of my memory that I like to repress. <laughs> I like to keep them in the back. Way in the back. That was that pretty Ricky time. Oh, God. That's some pregnancy skyrocketed. All them niggas got five kids, but okay. Hey, you know what? I got in trouble. I was in Birmingham at the time. We did like a project, and we used the people of Pretty Ricky in there. But my dumb ass thought it'd be a great idea to put the lyrics in the project. We got an A, but I got suspended. Hold on. Look. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I ain't gonna lie, I tried to do that little thing that Chris Brown did when he go down and everything. Like, my belly just flopped. And I just laid there for a minute. I swear to God. The niggas would be like... Just go up in there. No <laughs> girls over there whatsoever. They just hitting them. That's what you're supposed to do. You practice. <laughs> I know y'all remember this shit. I, yeah, I remember that. All the parties and shit. <laughs> niggas taking their shirts off and shit. Taking the shirts off, doing the, the one legged worm on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, half y'all niggas' dicks is probably small, but it's okay. Let's see, that's probably what was stuck in your head, too. With mm-hmm. Damn pelvic thrust you were talking about. Pelvic <laughs> thrust. Pelvic thrust. Thrust. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. We're going to have to get back to the Birmingham shit later. We right. But, hey, we are so happy to have fucking Miss Wolf on the fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Oh. You know what I'm I saying? did my own call, by the way. That okay. Not a sound effect. Oh. Continue. Well, well, okay. Well, oh, niggas. So, yeah, <laughs> we're glad that you're all here. We definitely do appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? You know, you are a big influ- you know, influence on the city of Nashville, Atlanta, Louisville. Uh, fucking Birmingham, uh, wherever else that you win. <clears throat> Birmingham needs work. <sighs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, damn. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much again for being here, Wolf. And uh, yeah, we just want to get to know you a little bit more, have the people get to know you and everything. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, huh. Alexis. <sighs> I'm a real nigga. That is all. <laughs> you did that shit like, like the fucking principal off a of recess. Okay. That is all. all right. That is all. So, <clears throat> my name is Alexis Wolf. Do not call me Alexis unless you know me personally. Okay. Oh, my bad. <laughs> JK. My bad. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, my name is Alexis Wolf. I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, UAB Hospital. I grew up in Cooper Green Projects. They renovated them hoes. We got sent to Love and Village. <laughs> Don't do that because my people from Love and Village. Don't hey, do that. No shade. Don't do no that. No shade. Bro. Do not do that. Please do not talk about Love and Village. Thank you. Uh, Cooper Green walked so Love and Village could run. 
But yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Ansley also. Alright. I spent a lot of time at the Ansley Recreation Center, uh, missing free throws, but um <laughs> I had other dreams. I'm a poet. I love literature. Edgar Allan Poe, that's my nigga. James Baldwin is my cousin on my daddy's side. So yeah, I'm just a poet, you know, a writer, a business woman. I got my own store. Come by Wildlife by Wolf at the PSV store upstairs in the corner. We're going to get more space soon. Just just go to the corner. My oh, shit yeah. up there. We're going to have to hook y'all up with some, some links in the description. Yes. Addresses and all of that. Please Come check up. her out. Don't be coming up there just looking for me now because niggas be doing it. You ain't coming about nothing. You just want to see if I'm in here and have a conversation. This is a business, professional environment. Do better, niggas. That's all. <laughs> That's why I just started looking out the window. <laughs> so you touched on shoot a lot of stuff that Oops. I had questions about. So <clears throat> I met Wolf through A Love. So, A-Love and Wolf know each other pretty well. I don't know that much about you, Wolf. Mm -hmm. So, I got questions. Questions? Asking all them questions. <laughs> Asking all them questions. I got answers for you, child. <laughs> <laughs> so. You really got questions. Nah, for real. I, I wrote down bullet notes. Points. And for, uh, bullet points. and fucking everything. I'm not Professional. Oh, I'm not prepared. Professional. <laughs> wow. Why, why you tell people that? I mean, like, I, I I, mean, I'm prepared to ask a question, but I'm not prepared. I didn't prepare no questions. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, first question. Do you eat the butt bread? And do. For those of you who don't know. You eat the butt bread. The butt bread is the ends of a loaf of bread. Are we talking about the ends of the bread? I thought you were talking about just ass. No. No, okay, so I eat ass. Ain't that fucked up? Right. I eat ass, but not the end of the butt bread. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's exactly why this is the first question. I wanted to throw your ass off. Wait a minute. Fuck, I don't give a fuck about you eating ass. <laughs> Uh, I don't give a fuck because I no, eat ass. Cause I, okay, I but you don't eat the up. butt bread. No, it's you bread, nigga. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you grew up in Cooper Green. What standards? <laughs> what standards? Oh, what standards? Hey, all my Cooper Green niggas, uh, stand back, stand by. No, no, this. What the fuck? You don't eat. The, you eat ass, but not the butt bread. Make that make sense. I'm a bougie bitch. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you be wasting a good two dollars. Throwing Child, it in the trash. Look, <laughs> that that part of the bread is meant to be tossed in the trash. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. But she eat ass, though. <laughs> but you know this? This is all. <laughs> niggas' dicks got hard as fuck. Niggas, <laughs> hey, niggas just pause and be like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that shit really ain't gay. <laughs> like, you know, what's so funny shit, so. Maybe I would let a bitch eat my ass now. Niggas is thinking now. Congratulations, Wolf. You're starting a movement. <laughs> no problem, my nigga. Hashtag Wolf making niggas get their ass ate. I'm sorry, continue. Eating ass, but not mm, bread. That's weird. That That is really that's weird. weird. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe we just came from the struggle a little bit too Hell much. Hell yeah. My grandma wasn't fucking around. We, bitch, what we you don't throwing away? No bread. Oh, no. No, but especially all this is always a contentious subject. 
and I always like to bring this up as like an icebreaker because I can never get a consensus on who eats the ends of a loaf of bread or not. Me. I need us to do like um y'all niggas be on the street just asking questions. Mm-hmm. We're gonna settle this once and for all. That is not meant to be eaten. Why? I'm gonna email Sarah Lee. For what? <laughs> Cause I they got uh What do you have against the ends of fucking bread though? Why would I eat that? It's, it's not bread. even enjoyable. It is. Bruh. It's bread. It's bread. No, bruh. So, so you tell me know. the end piece of the bread tastes like the regular ones. You know it don't. It do. Tough ass sandwich. It's the best toast. Ma- Ooh. You put a little put a little butter. A little jam. A little butter, a little strawberry jam. Yeah, you tripping. <sighs> Struggle yeah. meals. Okay, wow. well, I'm, well okay. we're we're not like you, Miss Wolf. Oh, okay. The fuck? Okay. This nigga this nigga has like high price taste but eat American Deli every other day and be eating Waffle House and chilies. Ten piece lemon pepper hot sprinkles, yeah. And fries. Oh, and fries. And don't forget the little, you know, fruit punch. Got a little extra diabetes in there. It's you know what I'm saying? Delicious. Be, all right, that, that meal was looking pretty right. good, though. Exactly. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Her mouth was watering <laughs> over there, but okay. Listen, fuck it. Look. Taste buds. <laughs> fuck it. Activate it, goddamn. What is it, boy? What do you see? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo. Okay. Anyway, moving on to some actual serious shit. So you're a poet and a spoken word artist. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I got that right. Definitely. So how did you get into writing, get into poetry? No one would talk to me. I had to write it down. No one would talk to you. When I was in elementary school, so I've always been like a little weird bitch, right? When everybody else, (laughs) well, I was definitely made to feel very weird at first so mm-hmm. this around the time like the cheetah girls is coming out all the regular oh, bitches snap. is just like so what you guys think of the cheetah girls movie and i'm like yeah it was great and they're like well what did you think have y'all ever just thought that like what's the meaning of life <laughs> like <laughs> this was me in like the third grade so you were over there on, on your esoteric <laughs> shit. shit yes been like that everybody's life was made by the cheetah girl she's like but what is life you was, you was having an existential crisis at the age of eight yes <laughs> and niggas would be like hey she weird bro just don't ask her shit so i said you know what i ain't talking to none of you niggas no more so i started like writing heavily about like I've always wondered like yeah where the fuck did we come from like when I really sit and think about the fact that I am a human I'd be like what the fuck you know and I've always been like that and I was made to feel feel like those were weird questions to ask at a young age so I, I started writing about like life and the meaning of life and wanting to have more and be more so then they kind of progressed into like rhymes so mm-hmm. poems then I learned about like the formats haikus and stuff like that so, um, I used to really get put out of class for writing. And then one day, my teacher actually read what I wrote. And she brought me some poetry books. Um, oh, shout out to her. Yeah, yeah she uh, Shout out to Miss Bibbs. You know, Bibbs. At Council, you. I was a Council Elementary, by the way. Me too. For real? Third grade. For real? Of course, I'm a little older than you, yeah. so we weren't there at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I went to Council. That's what's up. I didn't know that. I went I was to badass. elementary school, other places. <sighs> Holy family should have just <laughs> <laughs> only made a high school, goddamn. 
Excuse me, I did not go to Holy Family Elementary. Okay, I went to Oak Mountain. Oak for, Mountain for a few minutes. Oh, oh. So what were you doing on that side of town? I went to Rocky Ridge. It's ice Rocky cream. Rocky Ridge too. Yeah, yeah. I told you I had a very difficult life of moving and trauma. So this bitch has to adjust six <laughs> different fucking ways. Like them bitches not even related. But Wait, okay. I went to I went to three different elementary schools. I went to Baker at first though. Okay. And Baker got shut down, so I went to council. So I was. That's some Birmingham shit when the school gets shut down. You know what I mean? School all them niggas down. be in there, Crips on this side. <laughs> Buzz, they don't give no fuck. Hey, what if that was playing? Because you know, when um, Cooper Green, there was a lot of Bloods in Cooper Green. Mm-hmm. Then Crips was in Lumen Village. So when mm-hmm. the when they was uh they shut down Cooper Green and moved them to Lumen Village to build Cooper Green, so they put all them Blood nigga Nigga, that crime rate just. It's not funny, but. That do sound like a setup though. Like just put. I ain't never really thought about that. Like, like that, put the uh, yeah. Let's just move these niggas over here. Have these niggas like basically exterminate each other. Yeah, that'll take care of it in the next five ten years. This shit just got deep real fast. Damn, Solve, I never. The world I never thought about that either. The FBI finna text one of us right now. Stop the interview. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell our goddamn. Tell our goddamn plans and shit, nigga. What the fuck wrong with y'all? Yeah, we right outside your door. Yeah, that's crazy. So you, so you was wow. like, so they, she gave you poetry books and shit. Yeah, she gave me poetry books, and um, but I would still get put out of class for the shit. I was like, bitch, do you support me or not? I'm confused, <laughs> bitch. I'm in Wait, third she grade. Wait, she put you out of class? Yeah. So at first, you know, so I, you know how you'd be the first one to get done with your work. They like double check your answers, yeah. bitch. I did. They're all right. right. Fuck. So I'm sitting there. So. I really started fucking with the other students. Like, you know, some spit bubble shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just was like, well, I need something to do. So I. So they, you were not challenged at all? Definitely not. I really should have been skipped a grade. Maybe that would have helped me. But my mom. So there was like a program. I forgot what it was called. I was supposed to go there, but my mom didn't have no way to take me. We ain't have no car. My mommy don't have oh, a car. Man. So, um, yeah, she gave me poetry books because they got tired of putting me out of class. So then I was playing violin. So I would get doing my work. She'd be like, point me out the door. I went downstairs in the basement and counseled to play the violin. So then when we wasn't doing violin, she would give me poetry books and sit me in the back of the class to read because I was fucking with the other students. And I really developed a love for literature. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's really how it progressed. <clears throat> so in high school, same issue I just used to always write in class but I did my work you know so yeah. in high school I was a little bit mature I had a teacher named Miss Carney shout out to my teacher Miss Carney she entered me in a a, a nationwide uh, scholarship mm-hmm. and I was like when was you gonna tell me you answered me she was like well I'm telling you today the competition <laughs> ends in three days write me something and it's actually on YouTube by the way guys if you wanna look it up Alexis Wolf scholarship some shit like that Link in, link in the description, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> I gotta find it. So, um, I did this poem and then I won the scholarship for the whole fucking school. And you know how they get on the intercom? Like, alright, we just want to announce. Niggas was sitting in the class. It was draft day. Niggas trying to see if I won or not. And so they announced it and yeah, I was that bitch. And so I you graduated. Definitely. Oh, I put man. our whole school you see it? Oh, man. Now, I'm, oh. I'm going to look it up later. Oh, okay. I'm just making some notes. Just yeah. Later. So, yeah. 
that's how I started. And then, you know, I it just progressed to like, you know, I got better. I've been doing this shit since elementary school. I got better. But I ain't going to even hold you. One of my first poems is fucking superb. It was about, I was tasked to write about the Holocaust. That poem oh, is shit. absolutely mm-hmm. fucking amazing. And it was one of the first poems that I wrote as a teenager. And it's, it'll be in my book. So I'm going to have a book coming out like pretty soon in a couple months. I'm thinking about like toward November around my birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, that's how I got into it. Nobody would talk to me. So I just started writing <laughs> shit down because they made me like, bitch, we don't care about what are you talking about? You know, we want to talk about the cheetah girls. So I'm like, what is the meaning of life, though? <laughs> in the third grade, I've been, I've been woke for the record. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about life. <laughs> and what if we didn't have life? Would you have cheetah girls? Period. Right. That's, that's, that's how I started. Nobody's ever asked me that, so thank you. Nobody's ever asked you? No. Nah, niggas be like, you know, she dope. Never nobody ever really asked you like, how did you start writing? Like who asked that? I would, I would have thought that would have been like the one of the question. first first asked questions somebody asked you. Uh-uh. They well they asked me like how you how you became a part of Po Boys. They asked me that. Okay. I'm glad they can't see facial expressions in his head. What? One one day when we have cameras. I mean, like, I I I get what you're saying. Like, why wouldn't people ask you how do you how did you stumble into something? Because it's weird. Just me sitting here think about it. You got in really to music through school too. Yeah. You know, and then I Ms. got Cave. in. In the third grade at mm-hmm. Council Elementary. So she Council was, the, was just the, the, the stomping ground. I don't know what it was that she heard, but that was the first person that told me that I could sing. Mm. The first person. I'm going to go back and buy Council. Fuck it. It got Man. a little dust and weeds out of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm a visionary. We're going to make some shape. You know what I'm saying? I remember my little brother. He was in, I think he was in kindergarten at the time. He he was out there playing on the playground. He, that was the first time he broke his arm. Damn. Playing out there on the playground at council. That's crazy. Because, like, I think, well, because I kind of, like, I got started in poetry just by sitting in class and, like, hearing about it from Miss Thompson in seventh grade. And then... I'm like I don't know there was this book called The Phoenix or something where they have different poets poetries and stuff in there and, and like she put mine in there or mm-hmm. entered it in or whatever but it's just weird because it's like you you're you're in class and you're learning something that you don't really want to that you really don't give a fuck about and it's like something just sparks you like the littlest things just spark your attention whether it be music or writing or anything like that and I think that's what the school system is really for. Not this other shit that they be teaching us that we never gonna fucking use. I think it's just more of like you just finding your way and finding something that you're interested in and just taking off with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <coughs> that's what I think life is. Really. Yeah, just finding something because really, who give a fuck about what was going on in school? Because half the time I was asleep. Which <laughs> is my favorite class. Oh, God. I can excel in that. And, uh-huh. then, and then when I went to sleep, it was a problem. It was a problem when I was talking. I'm asleep. Now it's a problem. Am I bothering anyone? I'm asleep. <laughs> so now I'm pissed because you interrupted my sleep. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> Bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I do have a question. May I ask my question? Go 
Okay, so yes, Alexis, <laughs> I do have a question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what um, what inspires your writing? Like what like what inspires you <laughs> to write the way that you write? Um, and do you solely just base your writing off just feeling? Um, <clears throat> not just based off feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, my writing is inspired by life experiences that I have had, ones that I have not had personally but can emphasize myself with. Mm-hmm. Um, my writing is based off me priding myself on being able to put words together, get my point across, and say things that people like I can't put my finger on that but she explained it like mm-hmm. I've had that gift for a very long time being able to finish people's sentences or create content around the ways people feel that they can't explain mm-hmm. then doing it poetically mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so that's where my inspiration comes from because I know for a fact bitches and niggas be thinking the shit that I actually say out of my mouth so it's just like <laughs> I want to continue to do that and allow myself to be a voice for somebody else mm-hmm. but yeah mostly experiences um, personal or through like bonding with others mm-hmm. um, but I try to keep my emotion high with each performance so you don't know if I really went through it mm-hmm. or if this is me telling my friend's story all you know is bitches was in there crying that's all you know so I've done my job <laughs> you know in there making dicks hard and Ooh, not dicks tears hard. fall man look <clears throat> to be able to draw emotion out of people you know how people say, he who angers you control you? Mm-hmm. It's not about them truly angering you. It's about them being able to make you feel emotion. Those are the people that control you. Mm-hmm. Anger is like a um, a second fucking, a secondhand emotion or something like that. Like, it's not the actual feeling. It's a, like a description of something mm-hmm. else that you feel. Mm-hmm. So it's not about he who angers you being able to control you. It's he who can make you feel emotion has power over you. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I appreciate that people allow themselves to be experienced by me and you know I feel like my poems I try to take people on a journey mm-hmm. like we ain't just gonna be in here crying bitch we finna yeah. be feeling empowered or something like different emotions so mm-hmm. if I'm making you laugh and now you like damn that was cold like that's different emotion like that's power yeah. so like I pride myself on my yeah. ability to do that yeah now I've seen you perform a few times Thanks. and I, I love your style Thank I love you. your style and I remember the first time you came through so hard, so aggressive, yeah. and I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> she took the shoes off. Shoes was off. Shoes, and socks too. Shoes, socks, everything was off. <laughs> no, so I, I definitely get that emotion coming from you. I love it though. But that's when you when you get up, when you get a mic, when you get on stage. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know who told these new niggas that you ain't. Why is you up there playing? Right. right. <laughs> like, this is not a toy. Right. Niggas do not be wanting to perform after me, but... Yeah. I can see why. I mean, open mic stages are necessary. You know, because I definitely went through those phases. But I did it, like, low-key. There was not many people around when I was doing my open mic stuff at first. The first time I ever went to an open mic <clears throat> um, in Nashville was... Mo Cristo inviting me to his and it was Vibe Out was there uh, and Terry Lynn that's where I met them at Shout I was ass Mo. by the way that was trash Shout out to Mo. 
<laughs> yeah, Mo Cristo. Shut up. He bro. stole me off somebody else's shit and was like, "Y'all didn't <laughs> ask me that. I'll wait till I'm asked that." No, it's okay. No, I feel like you you have to tell the story of Mo. Like, so you're a po' boy now. Yeah, that's how Mo. Like that's how you got into po' boys. He was like, like, because it was funny. I told her the story how I got in, and I was just like, I was like, oh, okay. He was like, you're you're a po' boy now. You're you're, you're family. I'm like, what? And that was it. <laughs> Basically, right. just take you take you by your shoulders, like, hey, you here? Yeah, now. yeah. There was no. He didn't give you an option. I that performed at somebody else's thing. Uh, it was Wine and Rhymes. I remember because I had started with Imani Rima. She was the first person I ever performed with out in Nashville, and I did really well, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the fuck I backtracked and sucked ass at that open mic like that, but I did. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I did want Imani Rima was like, hey, go to Wine and Rhymes. I wasn't old enough to be in there. I was like 19. They was like, well, you can perform, but you got to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. Mo Cristo was there. I performed a white hate poem. They all left. And they was like, who is this girl? They was like, you, you can stay. Fuck it. With your young ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, they whole table got up and like got in a single file line and like got the fuck out. And that's when I was like, yes, I did something. Like, I don't know why the fuck that turned me on. Like, I made them leave. But okay, weird ass. <laughs> but, um, and Mo Cristo, right, Mo Cristo, was, he was drunk. But um, he was like, yo, I'm half white, so like, I'm half offended, but I love it. Like, I'm starting That's this weird. group, right? <laughs> he said, I'm starting this group, right? It's going to be called Pub Boys and Poets. And like, you got to come, man. Like, you're what we need. We don't have anybody in the group now, but we're starting it. Like, one thing about me, I am a builder. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. We just moved here. Ain't no furniture. Let's build some shit. I don't, I'm not the type of person that what kind of clout you got before I decide to fuck with you, you know? Right. So he's like, you know, just come out. It's going to be great. It went nobody in the hell. <laughs> it was Vibe Out <laughs> and Terry Lynn. And um, Vibe Out had uh, one of his friends and this girl named Uju. So it was Vibe. Oh, and this guy named John the Shaman. Nigga, I can literally name niggas that was there on one hand. So, And then it was Mo and Frizzy, of course, and Terry Lynn was there. And yeah, that's how I got. I just kept coming back. So the first time, did. Second time, we promoted a little bit. Third time, fourth time. So I was like the first girl. Well, not technically, it was Terry Lynn. Mm-hmm. But I made the most impact. Sorry, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we had that shit. It's a brick church pipe, man. I can't wait till I do my little documentary. We're going to have to drive over there. But they don't turn that bitch down. But damn. <laughs> nah, that shit raggedy as hell. But hey, that was the spot. So yeah, that's how I got in Po' Boys, even though y'all didn't ask. <laughs> no, that's cool. Brother. I mean, we, we're supposed to be getting to know about you anyway, so hey, that's cool. That's yeah. one less question I have to ask. We'll cross that off the list. <laughs> People like killing two birds with one stone, goddamn. Licking ass. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to stay focused on your questions. No, that's you know cool. I'm a talker. So, um, one thing that I was surprised by that I found out when I was doing research. Um, which was basically my OnlyFans popped up, didn't it? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, I do not have OnlyFans. Boy, niggas, niggas just pause like, we gotta go to her page see if she got that link tree up. <laughs> oh, not the link tree. <laughs> see if she got the link in the description. Somebody know a little too much. Oh boy, niggas be thinking I'm fine because they can't see what I look like right now. Bitch, I rolled out the bed. 
She said, no video? Well, bitch, no makeup, ho. What are you talking about? Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She definitely interrupted. Okay. No, no, no. So sorry. Because I was just saying, um, I was doing my research, which was basically just kind of looking at Instagram. <laughs> Niggas be like, <laughs> did a whole dissertation. Cyber stalking people. Mm-hmm. But um, I did not know, and you mentioned it a little bit ago. That I did not know you played the violin. Yes. Yes. Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I'm not like an expert, but um, like niggas definitely ain't seen me on that fiddle, cuz. Fuck you talking about. But you can still play it, though. I am a good example of a prosperous hood bitch, okay? <laughs> I love literature and the arts, but I'll still air this bitch out. Don't play with me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you better tell them. Tell them. But yeah, be the, the violin. Fiddle at her funeral. Um, my, what you say? I said you beat a bitch ass and play the fiddle at her funeral. <laughs> Hey, that's a funny story we have to save for later. Wait. <laughs> so, yeah. It's crazy how everything kind of points back to Birmingham. So, I remember earlier I told you guys that I got into violin because I became a distraction to the other children in my class. Mm-hmm. I would finish my work early. Now I'm bored, throwing spit bubbles. I got to do that every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, she, my teacher sent me in the basement to play the violin with the fucking band geeks. It's supposed to be like a, a, a punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, go out there with them geeky niggas. That, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, fuck. I was like, hey, this shit cold, bitch. I can. I learned the instrument. It was the the work I put into it. And my teacher was like, you are going to be. Shout out. Rest in peace to um Mr. Donald Curry. He popped the shit out of my knuckles. But that boy had me disciplined <laughs> as hell. So um he... um. He's the one that taught me violin, and I got like hands on. He would let me take my violin home, which I'm on the. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm laughing. I thought your ass was really finna start crying. I'm like, wait, this got real serious, bro. <laughs> no, <me> so <laughs> hey, he let me take the violin home one day. That shit almost got stuck. Took. <laughs> Somebody was gonna steal it. Hey, it was like, mind you, we in um, Cooper Green, so like. I'm coming off the off the bus with my violin. Hey, what you got, blood? Nothing. <laughs> I don't got nothing. You turn into a slave real quick. I don't, I don't got nothing. No, sir. No, sir. There ain't nothing in this case. No, sir, I, just, I just walking by. I just walking by. <laughs> so that's what I thought about when I said I, that. I bet they was going to think they was going to look up on the Stradivarius or some shit. Man. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, that's how I got in the violin. It's supposed to be a punishment. I I think I loved it more than the niggas that signed up to be there. Like, I was can I stay after? Can I get extra? He was like, so he was helping me to like stay focused. So once they figured out I love, it's like God or something was just like, this is about you. Like I felt like that whole fucking school year was about me mm-hmm. so once they figured out i loved it they got my ass so now if you want to come down here you got to be good i was like fuck i am forced now. to behave That's like extra work now so i'd be in there gotta fucking look the other way man it was when coretta scott king died when i was in the third grade and they played <laughs> i'm sorry they played her funeral 
I'm not laughing at her death. I'm not. <laughs> you see, I'm over here. You see, I'm over here. Like, no, where is this going? Both of us are like, okay. I'm, like, are I'm we laughing follow, or crying? Follow Bro. the story real quick. I'm, I'm t- A woman decided to sing the opera at the Coretta Scott King funeral. And it was too much for my third grade ears. I was laughing my ass off. They said no violin for a week. I was distraught. <laughs> so that's when I was like, damn, I really love this. I couldn't go without it. I ain't want to eat. I probably lost like six pounds that week. I was like, yo, I, so I really do love the arts, you know? So you, I'm trying to read my fucking book. And all you hear, I say, bah, bah, niggas letting them things go. I'm trying to study Edgar Allan Poe, Birmingham shit, right? There we go. That's crazy. That's there crazy as hell. Like, I mean, so did you, like, when it came to violin or whatever, like, what's what's the feeling you get when you play, like, violin? Because, like, Darren and I have talked about this before, like, playing music, I don't know. It. I kind of, I was trying to explain to him because I explained to another friend of mine, when you play music, it's like a different feeling especially when you play it with a group like in band i know that you know you may not fuck with that nigga over there you may right. hate you may hate that third chair nigga over there yeah he gonna your motherfucking nerd. you know what i'm saying but when you start playing music it's like y'all all sync up and yeah. it's like nothing else fucking matters and it's like you hear of course you hear everything but it's like a whole just big ass ecosystem of Everything and it's like you feel everybody. Everything coming together yeah. as one. Yeah, and you feel like another nigga's like spirit or whatever like that. Yeah. You know, like there was a kid actually in my band who was um I think he was being abused or something. I don't know. But you could tell something was up with him. Mm-hmm. But when he played, he played so aggressively. But passionately at the same time. He was trying to get that shit out. He was trying to get that shit out. So, so my question is, is like, have you ever felt like that? Man, I feel like I'm on a musical escapade. Like, I felt very intelligent because it was something that I ain't seen nobody in the projects on the porch mm-hmm. playing no instrument. I felt different. And it allowed me to embrace... Because I told y'all I was a woke bitch in the third grade. So, like, mm-hmm. it made me be like, damn, I'm really not like these people. Even though I definitely fought and engaged in those things that would have perceived me to be similar. But it made me feel different. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, elevated and <clears throat> capable of, like, far more. So, like, for me to be able to learn that instrument that young, I'm like, damn, what else could I do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it made me feel, like, just different and, like special and just like more developed mm. you know what I'm saying mm. I ain't have no ass and shit like that I was in the third grade but when I say developed I meant like mentally <laughs> hey you took it there nobody's thinking about third grade I don't want, no, grade I don't want <laughs> nobody else saying that I go too far I don't want nobody else saying I go motherfucking too far from henceforth <laughs> nobody else cause nobody was thinking about your little third grade ass as Darren was saying damn <laughs> third grade Y'all developed, they had no ass, man. Anyway, shout out to bands, y'all. Shout mm-hmm. out to the bands. Shout out to the tuba players. Shout out to the tuba players. <laughs> shout out. Y'all welcome. Shout out to the percussion y'all section. Welcome. Shout out. Marvin, <laughs> all what's y'all. that nigga? Drumline. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I hate that fucking movie. You do? I that shit made that. me want to go to college. I went straight to Lawson, but uh, 
Close enough, JK. Right. I ain't never go to Lawson. That's your rights of passage. Like, <laughs> you are, do not claim Birmingham if you didn't go to Lawson. I'm sorry, I went to Lane. Ooh, not the standards. Lane College. I know a whole bunch of niggas that went to Lawson, but hell, I came up here. I, I, I love Birmingham as soon as I could and came up here and went to Tennessee State. Only, I know about five people that actually completed something at Lawson, though. You know, I don't know. No, I, I don't. You know? I only know like five people. Niggas know, but they don't. They finish. don't. Play. It's like, oh, my baby going to Lawson next semester. How how he doing at Lawson? He went to Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> he on a break. He on a break. What the fuck you on a break for at Lawson? You got one class a semester, Look. if that. Look, you still trying to get them credits. Man, I ain't gonna put nobody out there like that. I knew a nigga from. Oh. Mm, I knew a nigga who who they let him graduate just because they felt sorry for him. But he had, had to, to go, meet the quota, right? <laughs> but he had to, he, the nigga went to Lawson to get the. I guess he went to, but they let him go to Lawson to pursue like I guess the associate degree. But he still had to go to the to the high school to get the credit mm-hmm. to actually you know keep that degree. I know he hated lunch. <laughs> like, I'm like. And I ain't gonna say what school this was, but that school's very close to Lawson. That's all I'm saying. We know them. Bro, you know them niggas crazy. What them dragons like? <laughs> bro, I love that school, but I'm scared of that school, bro. They so fucking hood. They they, they die about we know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, don't ever And say didn't it. even graduate from them. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you so enthusiastic? Uh, we we know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing. Oh God. Oh God, I got hella cousin. We went to Wiener on them. I can wit. Nah, I can tell. Emphasis on wit. Y'all, but they, were, hey, they graduated though. But after that, hey, shout out to them. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. proud of them. Hey, Parker them. had a fucking. You know what? <laughs> Parker had 112 students at one point, and like 16 of them graduated. Like no joke. What I never fuck? forget those numbers. It was like 112 and 16. Was that what around? That was 2015. Oh shit! Cause that was my my cousin graduated in 2015. Yeah, I know a whole bunch of my my granddad graduated from Parker. That's crazy. Had the fightest with Parker oh, is shit. lean on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, I feel like Fair Carver would have been. Fair <laughs> <Isa>. <laughs> I feel like Carver was probably like saved by the bill. Yeah, and what's yeah, that yeah. PA school? That Especially was high school musical. That new Carver. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the. Oh, that's what school. it was. I meant to tell it when I was in Alabama. I was like, it was Carver. Remember, I was telling you mm-hmm. the day it was a brand new school. We would play our little mm-hmm. um, basketball games there. Airball. They called me Airball <laughs> in fourth grade, <laughs> but, Bruh, Like I, I don't know, cause like when we like when we speak about Birmingham, it's kind of like the shit's funny. <laughs> But it low key ain't funny. Like I had to go to a fucking school that was built in like nineteen fifty or sixty or seventy to get a decent education, and we had no central AC. AC he- is for honors classes. Oh my god, we did. We would be in there. It'd be like winter. We had no heat. That's how it was. We had no heat. Furnace. Yeah, and then like in the spring, we had the window, the window uh, air conditioning, but that bitch was always broke. Hey, look. Like, for real. I grew up in Cooper Green, bro. Our fan was, like, on, in, the, in the window anyway. <laughs> with the ass out. <laughs> that bitch. I remember those hoes. I remember those hoes. Yeah, I remember those. Mom, you had to put your face in it. My mom and I used to live in Cooper Green. Up there, like, when you first turn in, you make that first little, what, that little right. 
You go down, we was up that little hill. We was up a little hill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the, like people don't talk about Birmingham enough. Like, you hear about Atlanta. You hear about Chicago. You hear about Detroit. Well, but you don't hear enough niggas talk about Birmingham. You know, because it's, it's they like... They aren't alive to speak on it. Well, that... And it was kind of like you were that saying. That was not a joke. Hey, but on the real, like... Be like just, a dark comedy or something. Yeah. Shout out to all the ones in Birmingham that we lost. Childhood friends. You know... Ridiculous. The crime rate there is like Ridiculous. absolutely fucking wild. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to say that. Yeah. It's like a love hate thing going back to Birmingham because it's like you excited because you're going back to your city. But then, like, within 30 minutes, well, time to go home. You know, it just, it's like it's the same. And it's, it's kind of bad too because a place that's so historically prominent and had a lot of fucking, like, influence on civil rights it's just like it's like that there's no you know what i'm saying like atlanta was really big on that too atlanta is constantly growing why can't we do that i feel like that'd be a long conversation that would but i'm just gonna leave that there part two coming soon guys right like i feel like i feel like we probably gonna have to get a group of niggas from like historical Places like Chicago, Detroit, Birmingham, Atlanta, and just have a real, like, in-depth conversation about our cities and why the fuck, like, they are not thriving like they should. Like, there's no reason why Detroit shouldn't be thriving. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta throw some Memphis niggas in there, too. It's so cold in the deep. Oh, Jesus, man. How the fuck are to keep peace? <laughs> Let me stop, because I do have Memphis. I love y'all, but I just well, don't. Memphis. I don't like Memphis. I don't like Memphis people. I don't like <laughs> Oh God, I did like, say that. <laughs> I don't like Memphis people. We do not get along. Bro. Why don't you like Memphis people? Man, everyone I knew was a snitch. I had a. F- <laughs> hey, look. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We hey, can leave it at that. This shit went fed real quick. <laughs> we can leave it. At I plead the fifth. It's just Memphis confused me because it's like you can like literally walk across the street and you in Mississippi. Bitch, how does that work? Yeah, like I had, I went to Memphis to go see somebody, and I was like, okay, so according to my GPS, I'm in Mississippi. No, if you, she was like, no, if you go three minutes out, bitch, we're in Mississippi. We're in Mississippi. <laughs> that is unnecessary. It's unnecessary for y'all to be in Tennessee, Memphis, and Arkansas. You should it's have asked her. If we are in M I crooked letter, crooked letter I humpback, humpback guy. <laughs> It's like, Mississippi niggas don't know what Mississippi means. They got a humpback cookie letter, you know. So that's probably why she ain't know what she was talking about. I'm just saying it's unnecessary. Why the fuck are y'all in three states? Mississippi people fat as hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they have one of the highest fucking oh, rates oh, for diabetes in the do. U.S. They do. Fried watermelon, Mississippi. Fried Oreos, Mississippi. <laughs> They fry every fucking thing. Fry boiled eggs. Why the fuck was you playing with that? What make you? I'm gonna wake up and fry me a boiled egg. Like what the fuck? Wait, how the fuck you fry watermelon? Oh, you ain't seen that? No. It came from Mississippi. Go look it up. That shit that is shit, disgusting. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think grease be popping. It's water. <laughs> fucking grease popping the whole time. Got to fry that bitch with goggles. <laughs> that don't got shit to do with nothing. But. I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, hey. I, uh, go, go ahead. <laughs> Can I hold that KRS-One tennis ball? Let's see if I become a Freemason. 
wide <laughs> nose at, right there. Oh, okay. Shout out to KRS One. If you ever watch this, hey, edit that part out, cuz. Bro, I feel enlightened. Just put it on my third eye. <laughs> Fuck you so much. <laughs> Hell no, nah, yeah, bro. Touch this. What you got? Yo, he was hitting. He he was hitting. He was hitting. He was hitting. I I never like I listened to you know some of his stuff growing mm-hmm. up, but like I ain't never really, really, really get into it. I had but no choice. I saw that man last night. I was like, man. I had no choice. It'll been like it'll been like expected. I still ain't got no words for it. So we about we about to about to about close to wrapping it up, but I had two more things that I wanted to uh, wanted to talk about before we start talking about Birmingham shit. <laughs> so first thing was um, Bring about <laughs> Bring them two hundred five shirts back. That's all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two hundred five shirts. Shit, no. Bring them bitches back. Shout out to the corner boys. I want all. I want all colors. Everybody. <laughs> Bring them bitches back. Everybody has. Shout out to spinners. Shirt. My auntie still got it. I bet my mama will still be wearing it too. Bring that shit back. Hey, you win nobody. If you win that spinners with the little pacifier that light up, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the damn things too. Niggas was like 17 pacifier just pacifier. You know I ain't saying nothing cause I did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had when I was walking around my grandma and I was walking, I came home, my grandma's like, Bitch, you're stupid as fuck. I ain't what is wrong with you. I was like, Granny, it's the style. She was like, Bitch, you grown as fuck damn near in my house with a pacifier in your mouth. She was like, I ain't even put pacifiers in your mouth when you was a baby. I was like, Grandma, it's the style. She was like, Y'all dumb as fuck. I was like, All right. <laughs> Judge me not. Thank you. Wow. All right, my bad. I got so, I, I, I quiet. Speaking of which, I got quiet. Speaking of which, because that kind of goes into my next topic. Nice segue. Both of y'all. Thanks. Way. Wonderful. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk a little bit about what inspired you uh, to go through with your uh, your fashion line. Alright, so, in the city of Nashville, we know that this city is really for country music, white people, pretty much. And, you know, black women don't really have a lot of places where they can, like, convene and shop. So I'm good at a lot of different things. I'm a writer, writing poetry. Um, Renaissance woman. <laughs> right. Um, movie scripts. I'm been working on a movie script for the longest. Writing a book, uh, greeting cards. So my mind is like, I do a lot of different things. Like, how can I bring all this shit together? You know. So at the PSV store, it's like the ambiance of like arts artists you know what i'm saying so i'm located in the psv store shout out to terrence i love terrence very very much so he has a store called the psv store which mimics a brick and mortar so when you walk in you have um skincare products and other boutiques uh like i think there's two other ones in there as well um along with my uh crystals metaphysical stuff like that you know other people's merch so I'm like, you know, this would be the perfect place because the ambiance is there. You know what I'm saying? It's a centralized location where people are being brought here for poetry events, uh, sipping paints, um, lingerie parties, 
um, people's grand openings, open mics, everything. So I figured it would be the perfect place to have it. But me wanting to have one was to provide and relieve the demand for black women not having nowhere to shop. You know, we're curvier in like every way. So, you know, you can order something online. We know that's popular. But if it don't fit, you got to send it back. You got to you gotta go to the club on Friday. That shit don't fit. You got to send it back. And I was like, bitch, I ain't even going no more. So I wanted to create something where people could be reliable. You can pull up and get what you need. You got a, uh, a party or something tonight. You get your stuff tonight. And it, you know, you can try it on. Because, you know, we don't have those types of bodies where we can just guesstimate. So I just wanted to relieve the demand for black women not having trendy attire that's like readily accessible and then like compare it with like the artist part of myself so it makes sense like oh yeah wolf got this you know what i'm saying so that was my motivation that makes perfect sense yeah and there is definitely a need for it in nashville because i've had people come up and visit me Uh, my family come up and visit me and ask me okay what the fuck we doing i'm like shit go to the park or something i get it (laughs) <laughs> there really ain't a whole lot of shit for uh black people to do here. Yeah. Not not for real. And it's not unless you want to do some white shit. Okay. Big hat, stop Martins. <laughs> Fuck you talking about. Go to Broadway. We don't dress like that, cuz. Like <laughs> And then it know? should it should be like I feel like there should be more representation of clothing lines for like black women, like you said, who are curvy and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I feel like what you're doing is is like you're giving not only a platform for that, but you're also like telling women your body is fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't know about y'all, but like when I put something on and it don't fit right or if it don't fit, I automatically just like be pissed. Mm-hmm. But I'd be more pissed at myself because I'm just like, okay, so maybe it's not meant for me to wear this. Yeah. And then you just be like, and then I just be like, okay, well, I'm going to just look like a fucking whatever or I'm not gonna go nowhere or this this and that and the third and it's like at, when I went to your like um your open like your grand opening and shit like that like women were like this is fucking cute like one girl like literally just was like I like this dress like, I think it was the the cow dress or something uh-huh. and she was just like I love this dress and she was like really fucking excited because she was like oh my god like it fits like you know what I'm saying like she was real fucking excited as yeah fuck. that was dope yeah. and she took her clothes off that she wore there and, and put wore that my- shit on Wow. Yeah, she was like, fuck what I had on. This is wow. what I'm wearing. Yeah. I wait till she That's walked out. Hey, if you walk out, you can't bring that shit back. Right. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, that's why it's imperative that I not only to represent my brand as, you know, as my face, the name of my um, clothing, my story is Wildlife by Wolf. Oxymoron. Wildlife shit, you know? We living <laughs> wild, baby. So, it's just allowing women to see women that look like them like i don't got the perfect figure i'm a little curvy got a little pudge you know what i'm saying but i put that shit on you feel me okay so people be like well you know just association with with you know marketing purposes you know wearing your own stuff Mm -hmm. then when i go out people like well where you get your clothes from now i can be like this my shit you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. like i know how to shop for myself you know what i'm saying i can't really get my stuff from certain locations so i found where to get my clothes from so i said you know i'm gonna just go back and bring it for all of us because you know there's girls they may not have the same you know figure as me but like the same concept you know what i'm saying Mm. you know because she literally put that dress on 
Like she took off what she had and put the dress on, and it was like her whole attitude. She had that shit on yesterday too. That, that was beautiful. Her actually. whole her whole attitude and demeanor was like so different. Like not saying that she didn't carry herself well, but it was just kind of like it's like you know what I'm saying. Oh, you've been in Rainbow, right? Nah, what is that? The the store Rainbow. No, nah, what is that? You know that little hood ass store where all the ratchet girls be going to. And we, no, I've, we I've seen to. the outside of that store. Yeah, I've never ever, been in it. Don't ever go in. Like Rainbow, Rain, for, Rainbow, like Rainbow was that store that tried to that tried its hardest in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, to try to complement black women in the style of like clothes. Them but, shirts used to say "Nuck if you buck on the back, bro." Did you feel me? Like, hell yeah. That's, okay. That's hey, shut out the. Rest in peace to Western Hills. Oh God, like, <laughs> that was a great. Ain't nothing mall. in that hole but like family. them t-shirts where Man. people die. The chicken went in the up. chicken spot when you right. first walk. Oh, in the church though with the with the big the ass hat. Yep, yep, yep. At the end, yep, yep. They had all the Foot Lockers right there next to each other. Yeah, see, the like was in competition. But for like Rainbow was like that though. It tried to compliment us, but it didn't. Because it, it started to develop a reputation of being like. Associated with like ratchet mm, and like same. ghetto, so like even though they, I got this dress from Rainbow. They ain't got my size, do they? They do. <laughs> they have a plus size section, which is something that I'm working on right now. So like technically, I'm considered plus size, but I wear larges, mm. so I'm plus size uh, considering the doctors. My BMI is a little sky high. We ain't gonna talk about that this episode, but so. I'm considered plus size in my weight. I'm five foot four and I weigh two hundred and twenty pounds, and I wear larges and extra larges, but I'm not really in the plus size section. So I'm trying to like so, my my line is that we cater to women of all shapes and sizes with special emphasis on curvy women. So I feel like that's the way to put everybody out there. Yeah. So yeah. You know, just making sure it's scratched and it's still fitted and it's going to curve and it's nice. You know, and they have clothing for bigger women. Like, girl, what the fuck is this? Cloth. <laughs> Bitch, I want to be sexy too. <laughs> the fuck? Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you wearing, having like a little poncho or something. Oh, God. Like, bitch, this is not what y'all had in the skinny girl section. <laughs> Just got to. Your big ass going to wear a poncho today, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga went from... Sexy clothing to quilts. So yeah, that's what I'm focused on. Just trying to like provide that, you know, for those women. So yeah. Some shit. The wow. Well, everybody check it out. Wildlife by out. Wolf. Wildlife by Wolf. Oh. And my last question. Um. So you got a fucking movie script going on? A yeah. book. Book, clothing line, clothing line, all your poetry, poetry, violin, violin stuff like you just college, Ooh, college, rent the foot, graduate, rent yeah, to go, business, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm in school for. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So you got all this shit going on. What's next for you? To finish it. <laughs> so I I have a lot of great ideas, but mm-hmm. at this point in my life, 
I know that I can start some stuff, but can we keep it going? Like, where's the momentum behind it? You know, can I grow this business to make me hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not more? You know, can I allow myself to be the number one poet in the world in these competitions? Can I, you know, see my movie scripts be physical productions on Amazon and Netflix and box offices? Like, so I want to just be able to apply a certain amount of love attention and focus to be able to see these things through because i got a lot of three like so i personify my my ideas with like me getting pregnant right so i was already in college i already doing the poetry then i found out i was pregnant which means that i have the idea to open the store yeah so instead of aborting it which was like i'm not going to do that idea i just gave birth so i got like five kids they all fucking three the store about six months. That's like a poetry metaphor that I try to make shit make sense. That's cool. So I, I kind of like before you like fully explained. I kind of thought about it as like okay, so you in school, you pregnant, mm-hmm. and all those ideas are in their gestation period. You got like quadruplets, right? <laughs> quintuplets, right? Even so, bitch, you just gave birth to like quintuplets, and you found out you was pregnant again. But I don't believe in abortions, baby. We're going to see this through. So, yeah, got to see it through, my boy. So, yeah, I had all these different things that I was working on, okay. and then I got the idea for the store. But in my mind, like, I ain't trying to even make this bitch deeper than what it needs to be. But, like, you know how special it is to just even get an idea from the universe, from God? That meant that he trusted that you could see it through. Mm. You understand? So, like, when I get these ideas, I don't take them lightly. They be like, well, if you do everything, you do everything. Yeah, I was given this idea out of everybody because God knew that I could make it happen. So, yeah, when I get these ideas, hey, how can I bring this to, to life? Now, I might be like, look, I work on this on this day and put more focus on this this day, but just seeing everything through. So, I just want to get all my kids through college. So then get the fuck out of my house. So, yeah. You know, I want to see my movies on Amazon Prime and Netflix. I want to be the number one poet in the world. Woman of the World Poetry Slam. They have it every year. <clears throat> Heavily accredited. So, wherever your placement is, that's your placement in the world. For me to be like, I'm the number one poet in the world. You know what I'm saying? Doing my poetry. Impacting people the way that I do. So, I just want to continue, you know, doing what I'm doing. And I eventually do want to, like, settle down. You know, so that's what you're asking, like, outside of everything I do. Like, I want to be, like, in a relationship. I'm thinking about um, being a dog mom, you know. Okay, okay. I think I can do it. I'm situation. See? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got that ready. I already have somebody to live in my building, in my apartment complex, to do that to her dog. <laughs> All the goddamn time. I, hey. I know she be waking me up sometimes. I be in the bed sleep. Be six, seven o'clock in the morning. Get your ass over you here. You better grit your teeth. Come on, fuck down. Why is you showing on the dog? You ain't gotta talk to the dog like that. I ain't gonna ever hit my dog though. But I don't know. I think about being a dog mom and you know just trying to make. Cause I I definitely want to travel more. Mm-hmm. I ain't been no motherfucking where. Look, Inslee and Fairfield does not constitute as traveling, okay? You ain't been out the country? I have. I was in Afghanistan well, when I was but, in the military. Yeah, besides military, That shit don't yeah. count. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga yeah, fought yeah, the yeah. fuck out that place. Shit looked like 280. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot we was overseas. Niggas <laughs> 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 like... Hey, what's this right right here? Oh, God. In a fucking, th- in a fucking trailer, man. 
niggas be like, thank you for your... Nigga, we've been shooting dice all day. <laughs> that shit was ghetto. So, like, I want to experience different cultures. I want to travel, you know, maybe relationship, get a dog. and Yeah, that's what's next for me. Man, I want to take some time out for myself. Always doing for others, being there for others. I want to travel and, like... Bro, I ain't put my toes in no sand since, like, fourth grade. Like... That's a long time. I have not been to the beach. Oh, that's a lot. I've been to the beach in the eleventh grade. Okay. So yeah, we went to the beach in eleventh grade. That's still a long time. I graduated high school in twenty fifteen. So. Oh. Sorry, guys. Damn, she's so young. I feel so old. I was I was was finishing up college. (laughs) Oops. Damn. <laughs> that's gold. <laughs> that's my shit. Hey, I started college in 2006. Damn. Shit. 2006? Yes. I'm old. Damn. Okay. You, I okay, ain't even gonna, gonna say what grade I was in. Please don't. Seventh, that's the grade. Sixth or seventh, I think. Oh God. Sixth or seventh grade. <laughs> that's the young. grade I was learning how to fiddle. Young, young ass. Young ass. You already had life figured out. I Man, so I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class. I was not talking class. Writing that shit a hundred times. Everyone's out here in the real world. We still up here like, Mama, you gonna drive me to the mall real quick? Can you drop me off in Spinners? I ain't got no gas. I ain't got no gas money. But you remember Birmingham had them little bingo halls. But y'all asses all oh. with them little bingo. Hey, they turned Spinners into a bingo hall. Oh, I, you know, I know. never went to Spinners. I always you did to, it? No, that was a little skating ring, right? Yeah, it was a skating I went to Roller Motion. So, you know, Spinners... <laughs> nigga, that was 70s night every night. <laughs> they had the kids pushing their ass out the way. <laughs> no, bro. I went, I went uh, in middle school, and we used to go, like, on a Friday or Saturday night. That shit was lit. That was the first time I got, like, I almost got arrested. I got put in handcuffs. Because the woman was tripping because we were loud or whatever. The police officer, and she was like... I was like, dang. And she was like, what'd you say? I'm like, what? And so then, <laughs> so I get scared. I'm like, she's like, come with me. And she, I'm like, oh, no, no, what's going on? And she was like, what the fuck you say? I was like, bro, that wasn't me. I just said, dang. And she put me in handcuffs. Wow. wow. But we were in Bessemer, so I mean, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You know, I understand the, the struggle. You got to be on your P's and Q's in Bessemer. But I digress. I used to see them bingo halls everywhere, mm-hmm. especially out there. Um, mm-hmm. when so I moved out of Ensley when I was in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. I moved out to Forestdale, and they were all out there in them abandoned ass shopping centers, abandoned ass shopping centers that are still there. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. I, I don't know. <laughs> everywhere. I do have a question though. You What's know that? what I'm saying? So, what would you tell? What would you tell your five-year-old self? I knew you were gonna say that. What would you tell? What if you could go back and what would you tell your five-year-old self now? It's not your fault. Ooh. Damn, I got sad. Ooh. I'm <laughs> real sad. No, I would definitely say that to my five-year-old self. So like. You know, like, as children, we have big minds, like, limitless possibilities. And then we go through life and we're convinced that we're, like, unworthy or not special or inadequate. So, like, that shapes how we feel as 
teenagers and as adults and this is why inner child healing is so important even as adults because that still affects the way we operate today how mm-hmm. we, what we were taught as kids that's the foundation right mm-hmm. so like i don't know i personalized a lot of things my mama had me at 17 so like she didn't know what the fuck she was doing right mm-hmm. she, she didn't know so like <laughs> she did the best she could with what she had i like to believe so like just personalizing everything or making myself feel like oh I wasn't this or I'm I'm not smart or my my dad's not here and he don't care and he taking care of other people's kids but I'm here by myself no dad it's like you know what I'm saying so like it's not your fault that's what I would say to myself and just like I wish I could maybe try to register what I know right now as far as like the power we have as human beings to my five-year-old self because mm-hmm. a part of me feels like like she can understand it so like you guys ever done inner child healing it's basically like the adult wolf mm-hmm. visualizes herself going back to young wolf and they're like hey i'm 24 and i ain't shit and i need you to help me like i need you to release this fear and this guilt so that i as the adult wolf can be better mm-hmm. So I went back and I've had those conversations. I recommend that to everybody too, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's, it requires you to be able to use your imagination, but it's very real. And I'm like, hey, at 24, I didn't been through this and this and this. And, you know, by the time you were a kid, like by the time I'm 24, I'm going to be a princess and a rich nigga. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, buddy. <laughs> like, no, sir. <laughs> no. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> right. So for you to tell your child self that, like, oh, wait. I'm doing something or I'm holding on to something right now as a child that's stopping me from being the woman that I need to be at 24. Mm-hmm. So she's going to release that. She's mm-hmm. going to help you to heal. So we work together. Like me and my little self, we like this. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like, hey, it's not your fault. It takes a minute because I'm a tough nut to crack. So yeah, but that's what I would tell myself. And like, like just don't be ashamed of being artistic. Artistic, not autistic. Yeah. Artistic, yeah, definitely artistic as fuck. I personify every fucking thing, mm-hmm. and this is before I realized the spiritual principle of like uh, vibration. Mm-hmm. So for anything to vibrate means that it is alive, right? Mm-hmm. So the principle of vibration states that everything vibrates, everything moves. So walls, this like it's vibrating right now, but it's going at a certain frequency, but we can't perceive it with our eyes. So everything deserves respect and to be treated like it would like you would be treat her as a person, it's alive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't think you weird for that shit. You not. You just artistic and that's a gift. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Don't let nobody make you feel less than because of that. Yeah, that's a good good point to mention too, because we have all of this we are born with all of this creativity mm-hmm. and artistic talent. And just so, so much that we carry on with us that I don't even know, like, I know what happens just because we get older and older niggas be telling us like, hey, don't be doing that. Focus on this shit. And then it all just gets shut down. Mm -hmm. And we got to reopen that when we get, uh, when we get older. But a lot of us don't get to. It's just hard to connect with that after a certain age. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that it took me a while to kind of reconnect with that in myself. And I'm going to say as a, a respectful old nigga, <laughs> I call myself old. I'm not that old. How old are you? I just turned 33 on the 17th of July. Okay. 
You're Happy old. belated. Well, thank you, thank you. You're Shut up. Okay. <laughs> That's fucked up. Hey, I'm just saying. As a respectful older nigga, for you to have uh, come as far as you've come and doing everything that you're doing, I love to see it. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. I'm going to grow mean, to be like you one day. I mean, you straight. Hating ass niggas. <laughs> wow. I mean, you alright. Wow. She alright. Wow. Nah, I be trying. Like, I just really have high expectations for myself. So I'm like, yeah, this shit is cool, but like, I want to be like that nigga. Y'all know y'all can't see, but that nigga got his fist up. He won first place. Look like <laughs> Lord, that nigga. He knocked his ass clean out. Yeah. Pop quiz. Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston. Who are they? Well, the nigga at the bottom looked like Bull Connor, but we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> For y'all, I don't, I don't know who, that know is, who Bull Connor is. Bull. Birmingham shit. Anywho, uh, <laughs> went dark Fuck again. I uh, I definitely agree with what both of y'all are saying because I feel like you know, um, when you get older, you know. It's like the more that you suppress your childhood dreams and, and your your inner child, the more that that motherfucker will fight and like want you to, you know what I'm saying, like expo like expose them to the world and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I definitely agree. If y'all have any like, you know what I'm saying, for those of you listening, if y'all have any thoughts, ideas, anything like that, definitely um put that shit into action and work. I know like I talked to Wolf personally like a lot. And she be like, you know what I'm saying? One thing about Wolf, I'm going to tell y'all. Oh, God. One thing I'm going to tell y'all about Wolf, bro. Do not tell her an idea if you're not prepared for her to be on your ass about that shit. 24-7. You in this gulp, bro. Do not. Listen, I'm telling you. Do not tell her an idea if you're not prepared for the fucking harassment and push that she's going to give you. It's all love, but, like, Darren's the same way. Like, if I say, okay, Darren, like, I want to do this, or I got this idea. Like, kind of like the podcast. I was like, hey, I got this idea. And then, like, but Darren, he'll ask you, like, he'll, Darren will ask you about 15 questions. And then he'll be like, okay, do it. And then, like, you know, and I'll say, well, why won't you be a part of it? And then, like, he'll be like, all right, let's do it. And then it just goes into motion. Wolf ass, aggressive as fuck. Okay, so Miss Bitch, so like what? <laughs> so yes, what? Bitch. Yeah, it's like okay, Miss Bitch. So what you gonna do? And da 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 da. And then she be like, I right, will think bigger. And it's always like that's always bigger, bigger. And I'm just like, how much fucking big can we go? Like how bigger can you go? And then after a pinky while, pinky in the brain, big. Pinky in the yeah. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. <laughs> like, so, that's one thing about Wolf, bro. If y'all tell her a fucking idea, she gonna harass the fuck out of you about it. Until you do it. <laughs> like, for real. So. Yeah, bro. Like, and my mom, I'm like, man, you know how many people I went to school with just from Birmingham, you know, they not here no more. I wish, I bet them niggas wish they had an opportunity to see some shit through. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to take more. Mm-hmm. got to take advantage of the opportunities that we're given. You know what I'm saying? To, like, live our dreams. And, you know. So, sometimes niggas just need a little push to start. I got one, by the way. Fuck a key. But, okay. 
And it's all about it's all about being grateful for for being here and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So get Shoot, the fuck gra- up. <laughs> do something. Tell them again. You got to get up, get out, and do something. <laughs> <laughs> Can't spend all your time getting out. Yeah. Yo, that shit was bumping. What a damn song. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, you know, you got anything else? No, I'm good. What do you do this? What? Hey, I got a, I got a show. Hey, y'all ain't gonna know, but fuck you. Ain't, ain't no point. This bitch gonna come out three weeks from now. You have a whole new show by then. <laughs> In the instance. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, we are very excited. We're very thankful that Wolf has came onto the podcast, a.k.a. the Booty Eater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to that shit? Bro, hey, look, I'm if y'all gonna... niggas got a problem, you shouldn't be fucking with your childish asses. <laughs> but that just bothers me, bro. Like, you eat, you don't, you eat ass, but you don't eat the butt of the fucking bread. Look, hey, love, come on. Nope. Come off it. I'm sorry, man. We, we sorry. didn't already settled this. Come off it. No, it's fine. When we get off air, I'm I'm coming back to it. That's fine. I said I'm freaky, not starving. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't. All right, bro. I eat the butt of the bread, and clearly my big okay. ass is not starving. One question: Do you eat the butt of the bread first, or when those on the only pieces left? What's the only piece left? Because I want okay. The- I no, I want the both at the same time, bro. I want the both at the same time. Bro, when you the only that? you eat the end pieces when there's nothing else left. That meant that that's struggling because that's not struggling. That means I'm gonna get my. I'm not saying you're struggling per se. Okay, I'm not saying you're struggling because you eat it. I'm saying it's a struggle because you would not have done it. It wasn't a preference, so you ate it because you oh, that, you have no choice. No, I want my bread to match. I want to eat the butt with the butt. But if you really cared about the butt, you would have took the uh, other I butt do, but originally. I eat the butt you have together. you have first access to the butt of the bread. It's the first piece. But I want, so if you really gave a fuck about bread, that piece, no. But I want my bread to fucking match. You I eat it when the other ones butt. aren't available. Hey, it's love, a right? second option. Hey, love, just what? tell her you want to smack them cheeks together. <laughs> That's it. G G A Y. Language of origin. Cheek to cheek. Latin. Hey, shout out to meaning. the men of Omega Sci-Fi. What they say? Meat to meat. Cheek to cheek. <laughs> I want my I want my booty to, to touch. What's wrong with that? Bro, I'm glad y'all go. Hey, bro, y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad she Your body me. repels you every time you digest that shit. Just say it. No, it fucking don't. I'm, I'm communicating with your um appendix. <laughs> she just gave me gas. That's the only thing that got, that got communicated. You just gave yeah, me. Yeah, I'm gas. talking to your stomach right now, and it's bubbling right now. We ain't fucking with it. I am. I am channeling the way. But you eat ass though. That's right. bro. The house is two different things. No, it's not. Comment below. Oh. Hey, <laughs> you know what? That's one thing. That's a survey right there. Hey, y'all eat the butt bread. Get on our social media. I'm gonna put that up. Let us know. Let us fucking know. Y'all eat the butt bread? Tell us. Yes, no. And give us give us your answer why. Do you guys eat the last piece of the bread? Yes, you're supposed to. You call it the butt bread, like I call it the butt bread. Yes. Mm -hmm, Butt bread. Mm -hmm. I do that to be funny. Cause nobody ever knows what it is until I explain it. Okay, so you just disrespecting the fuck out of your body. Not only do you eat the butt bread, <laughs> but you eat the bologna, and you know you gotta put the little slits in it because yes. it's gonna <laughs> curve up. Yes. 
So you put all that shit together yeah. And you think your body fuck with you It don't <laughs> It do cause it digests really well And I'm satisfied Girl, bye, You get gas every time I got gas now I just am a gassy bitch So it is what it you is You know what The only reason I'm holding this shit Can is Can we please here. get some Pepto-Bismol No I just have The only reason I'm holding this shit is Cause we're sitting here I have not had my morning shit yet so after we get off air, I'm gonna go in there and blow the fuck up. Wow. And we gonna we gonna just cancel this part. Wow. We're gonna part. cancel no, this, it. This this shit staying. We're gonna cancel. It's staying. It's staying. Okay. Delete. Delete all that shit. <laughs> that, that's fine. I ain't fucking playing with you, piggy. Y'all niggas don't want to fucking eat the butt bread, but that's alright. Anyway, thank you all for being with us. We You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you for talking to us, man. Yeah. Plug your motherfucking plug forward to this forever. My name is Wolf Season on IG, cuz on oh God I don't follow back. I was waiting on that. I was waiting on that. I was waiting on that. You know, she said that shit at her shows. She was like, this is how she said that. She was like, all right, guys, you can follow me at Will Season, but I will not follow you back. And everybody laughed. She was like, no, I will not follow you back. And everybody just be looking real. They be like, oh. They be, <laughs> be real. real like, <laughs> like, one thing I saw, one nigga, he was like, hey, okay, at Will Season. She was like, I don't follow back. And he was like, <laughs> and then he was, she was like, no, I really don't. He said, I was like, damn, his heart broken like a motherfucker. Well, at least you told y'all up front. Yeah, because I don't want you to be expecting me to or in my comments. Like, follow back. This is a picture of my ass. Why are you saying follow back in the comments? So I'm going to tell you up front because I am not following your ass. So you don't, you know, you don't expect nothing. So, yeah. She's not going to spell me. She told y'all Hey, she told y'all up front. Make sure y'all follow her on Instagram at Wolf Motherfucking Season. Shout out to PSG. Shout out to PSG. Shout, Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Vibe Out and Terry Lynn. And A Love. A Love. Couple Green and Couple Ansley. Green and Ansley. And, <laughs> and American Deli. American Deli. Uh, uh, wildlife, wildlife, American Deli, my poetry skills. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh Cozy motherfucking boots. This is Darren speaking, and I would love to thank our special guest this week, Wolf. Thank you so much for being on the show. You were a delight. We gotta have you back on again sometime. And for all you listeners out there, thank you so much for your continued support. Please continue listening to us, and we'll catch y'all next time. See y'all in two weeks. Peace. What A Lo was talking about beating the bitch ass and playing oh. the fitter at their funeral. You said you had a story for that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Pete, it don't got nothing to do with my fiddle though, but it was definitely in the backseat, right? Mm. I had a Jeep Renegade at the time and I was in a car with this bitch boyfriend at the uh car wash. You know, he said, Meet me at the car wash, I'm gonna wash your shit. We in the military, I'm not doing nothing. All right. these niggas around me, right? So she pull up and with her friends and I'm with her nigga in the car. I ain't think nothing of it. You know, males have female friends. 
Boy, she tried to drag me out that fucking car. Tried. But she grabbed my wig and bitch is detachable the fuck. So she snatched my wig off, basically. So I got out the car and just whacko, whacko, beating this bitch up, right? So her friends was like, no, get there, bitch. Get up. Get up, Casey. Get up. Get up. You know you're losing when your friends hollering, get up. Get up, Craig. Get up, Craig. So anyways, the police pulled up. So her fake ass friends, they hopped in their car and they bumped out, right? <laughs> so her gone. nigga pulled off because he was just mad because this bitch is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So it's me and her sitting there. She bleeding from her nose and shit. The police coming over. This is why I really don't fight because I end up looking like the aggressor, even though I was the victim at first. But when the police right, pulled you were just up, defending yourself. right? But when the police pulled up, I'm in perfect condition. Just no weed, but fuck it. And she, her face is bleeding. Mm-hmm. So they ask her, "Ma'am, are you okay?" Nigga, she started with me. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." I'm like, yeah, you better say you're okay, bitch. Right? <laughs> so they was like, "Well, that police can't really do nothing if she not saying nothing." Right. So they pulled off. They left. Mind you, her friends left. You know what I'm saying? Them bitches skated. So it's just me and her. She don't got no ride. So I'm like, hey, you need a ride? She's like, yeah. So you gave her a ride after you beat her ass? Yes. So, hey, she still fought me to this day. Hey, shout out to Casey. And so, um, we in the car. I'm like, you know I beat your ass because what you did was wrong as fuck, right? Like, you can't be doing that. We give, I'm giving this bitch a talk on the ride home. She's like, well, I just really love him. And I said, why did you just ask what he was doing? He was just washing my car. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to go through something in the military. He's there helping and supporting me. I don't want this nigga. This is the military. It's a nigga that looked just like him over there. You know what I'm saying? I don't need yours. So, yeah. Um, that's when I realized I might be a real nigga. <laughs> I literally gave this. I beat her up and then I had to give her. I didn't have to do it, but I gave her a ride home because... Bitch, your friends flaw as hell. They pulled up on you to help you fight, and then they left you when the police pulled up. Yeah, so I went for to leave the girl out there. You know what I'm saying? She stranded. Her nigga pulled off her friends. Bitch, you got bigger problems. The people you love most left you when you needed them most. So now I gave her a ride home. So, yeah. It was just funny. (laughs) That was hilarious. Yeah, that's what happened. I ain't never heard no shit like that. Me either. Beat she cool though. Shout out to Casey. <laughs> she would tell anybody like, "What is the fucking person? She's a real ass bitch." So she's like Spanish kind of. Mm-hmm. She talked like Cardi B basically. Like, she's a real <laughs> ass bitch. Like, she that's how she talks. <laughs> so she always spoke with me. She can't fight though, but she definitely that ain't never stopped her ass from trying. So yeah, shout out to you, Casey. Man, I'm gonna send her this when it comes out. She did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to put this as like in the side. <laughs> Either something, something near the end or something near the beginning. Got to, cause yeah. that was a hilarious story. Oh man, oh, that was nice. Thanks. That was nice. I can't read my book coming out. They're gonna be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> who is this? <laughs>